Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,243. I'm celebrating Women's History Month this March by having 21 inspiring automotive enthusiasts who are women here on the Cars Yeah podcast. These are the movers and shakers who work in the automotive industry. Change is scary. It's effing terrifying. And I know the next part of my journey won't always be easy, but I had to take this step to try to be the very best version of me. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hey, this is Mark Green. Join me at the Classic Auto Show in Costa Mesa, California, this March 16th and 17th at the Orange County Fair and Events Center. I'll be the celebrity stage MC conducting live interviews with past Cars Yard yeah guests, including Adam Carolla, the Grand Marshal, Dave Kindig from Bitchin' Rides, Wayne Carini from Chasing Classic Cars, Mark Warman from Graveyard Cars, Mike Finnegan from Roadkill, Bogey from All Girls Garage, Big Mike, Import Tuner and Builder, and Lynn St. James, an iconic race car driver. I hope I'll see you at the Classic Otter Show. For more information, go to theclassicottershow.com. That's theclassicottershow.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Vancouver, Washington, just a couple of hours down the road from me here in Gig Harbor, Washington, Kim Kuzma. Hey, Kim, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, I am. All right. Kim Kuzma grew up in a racing family, watching her grandpa, Kuzma, her father, Bob, and brothers racing circle tracks in the Pacific Northwest. Her uncle, Eddie Kuzma, built FIA, USAC, and IndyCar and midget chassis and was induced into the Indianapolis Hall of Fame posthumously in 2003. Kim is active with three Portland, Oregon-based amateur race clubs and serves with Cascade Sports Car Club as active chair and their race official, division representative. She's an on-track marshal, assistant chief starter, and her professional race marshal series experience includes Formula One, IndyCar, American Le Mans, NASCAR, and Champ Car World Series duties. She's been on the start team for the past two years at Circuit of the Americas USGP, and she is a team manager for Lucky Dog Racing Series team Workers Revenge. In 2014, Kim was awarded SCCA's Worker of the Year for Outstanding Performance. So, Kim, I told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career and your very obvious passion for automobiles and racing? Um, yeah, so I am very passionate about um, bringing people into the sport. So I help with the training in our local area and just, you know, trying to recruit people into um, into racing. And I hope it attracts women as well into the racing. Absolutely. You know, what I love about people like you, Kim, is uh, I race vintage cars for a while and all the marshals and the people that work around the track, the flaggers, everything, that is a very unique group of people because <laughs> it's it's a kind of a thankless job in many respects. You know, they show up early, they stay late, they do all the heavy lifting and us racers come out and get to shine like stars and go home and they're left picking up the pieces and the bolts on the track and the car parts we leave behind. <laughs> But but I say that in all sincerity because I, I always, when I was racing and even watching races now, I look at people like you and the kind of work you guys do. And the best thing about this is you bringing people 
into the industry, and especially women, since we're promoting women here on Cars Yeah this month with Women's History Month. Has that been a challenging thing to do, getting women into the industry? Absolutely. Um, a lot of women, they don't, they, they don't know where they fit. So mm. when, they, when they first get in touch with me, they're like, you know, I, I like racing, but I probably don't have a place out there. I'm like, sure you do. You know, mm. you don't have to be up on the start stand with me. You don't have to be on a turn. We got timing and scoring. We got driver registration. There's so many things that they can do. Exactly. Well, this is cool. We're going to learn a lot more about what you do and how you're promoting the industry, and helping fellow women jump into the industry. But as we continue your journey, I'm going to first ask you for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires spinning here on Cars, yeah? So, Kim, (laughs) take the wheel. Well, recently I read an article, it was actually an autobiographical article by Daniel Ricardo, and it was titled, Listen to the Honey Badger. And, you know, he's just so positive. And uh, I like the direction that he's been going. Every time you see him, he's happy, smiling, having a great time. And Mm -hmm. so I can't say part of this quote, but uh, my my favorite mantra for this year is change is scary. It's effing terrifying. And I know the next part of my journey won't always be easy, but I had to take the step to try to be the very best version of me. For me, that's, that's where I'm going with this year. It's like, I have to roll with the changes, I have to find what is the best version of me. And so, yeah, that moment resonates with me big time. Well, absolutely. And thanks for keeping it family friendly and clean here. on <laughs> I appreciate that. I have one listener in particular that always catches me if anything slips through. Shout out to Chris out there. Uh, Christopher Kimball, he's actually a sponsor here. He's a financial advisor, help my, helps my wife and I. Shout out to Chris. He's smiling right now. But, you know, the, the idea of change, this is an important point. So many people are afraid of change. And I remember back when I decided to race cars, I thought, am I really going to be cut out for this? Is this? And I went out and did track days with the BMW club and I went, okay, I feel pretty good at speed. Let's try the next step. And first car I jumped into was, was a Formula Junior Lotus 18, 1960 car, little race car, beautiful little race car, momentum car, not terribly fast, but you did not want to hit anything hard with that <laughs> car because no protection around you at all. And I, I remember. And I've told this story before, sitting in the car, ready to start my first race. It was raining. We live up here. It rains. I'm thinking, oh, great. First race, rain. I'm out here. This is this could end badly. And my right foot was shaking. I mean, it was just like, (laughs) and uh, Louis Shefshik from Dano Fabricating, good friend. He's got a business up here. He was helping me with my car. Comes up and he leans in. He goes, hey, Mark. Yeah? I want to tell you one thing. Throttle goes both ways. (laughs) <laughs> and, and it just kind of calmed me down, made me laugh. But the reason I share the story is it was a big change. It was something new, something unknown. I always say false evidence assumed real, F-E-A-R, fear. And so what are some of the ways that you help women that you're trying to introduce into the sport that might have some fear, might be afraid of changing people's perception of themselves or their own perception of themselves and what they can do in life? Are there some Elements that you introduce to them that help introduce them into the industry. Yeah, um, when when a when a somebody comes out, whether it be male or female, I basically say, "Hey, find me. Um, I'll be at the track at this time because I like to set up things early." And they come and find me, and I say, "You know, I'm going to be partnered with you. And if you have any questions, don't be afraid to ask them." And then also wherever they think, "Oh, well, let me try this." 
I tell them straight away, if you don't like it, don't stick with it because then you're going to not like being out here. We, everybody out mm. here has fun. Um, we work hard, yes, but we love what we do and, and it has to be fun in order for you yeah. to, and, you know, continue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Now, have you also worked with men who come out and work in the, in the industry too to help them? Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, it, it could go both, you know, both sides of the coin. You know, a guy can come out and he can say, you know, oh, I'm really into cars. And then he, he thinks that he'll work a turn, but he friggin' hates it. So, and you could see it all over the face and, and like, hey, you know, so I just take him aside and like, how to go today? And if, you know, they're kind of, uh, I say, hey, you know, hey, maybe you want to try tech. You can get right into the car or pre-grid. Pre-grid's fun because all the cars come up and you get to chat with the drivers for a little bit. Right. There's yeah. there's a ton of things that anybody can do. Now, here's a little question that might open a Pandora's box, but I'm going <laughs> to ask you anyway. Yeah. Have you noticed any definitive differences in working with both genders of how they approach and deal with things, either good or bad? Has there been any trends or is it kind of just even across the board? Uh, I would say pretty much it's about even across the board. Oh, um, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, because it, it could be, um, you know, some women that come out could be really quiet and reserved, and then the ra- they, they enjoy the racing side of things, and it mm-hmm. brings them out of their shell. And uh-huh. Or, you know, there could be a guy who comes out, and he's, uh, you know, very boisterous, and then he realizes, oh, I don't know everything, and then next thing you know, he's really quiet. <laughs> A little humbling experience there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. especially, you know, um, you know, we, we deal with some dangerous situations, and some people oh, are yeah. like, oh, yeah, I know how to put out a fire. Well, then when it's right in front of you, they're like, I don't know how to put out a fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's an important thing to know how to do when a guy's in a car and it's on fire, that's for sure. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. you know, it's interesting, and it's good to hear, because I think these new situations do humble us a bit. I remember... Uh, again, first racing and, and being passed by all these people going, gee, I thought I was going fast. Right. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm not. All these people are like blowing my doors off. Thankfully, I didn't have any doors on that car, so they didn't get blown off. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a learning experience, and I think it's mm-hmm. great what you're doing. Well, you grew up in a racing family surrounded yeah. by racers. So tell us the story that instigated your personal passion for cars, because you could have gone down the other path, maybe be a girly girl and play with Barbies, and cars are like boring. <laughs> I like my daughter. I tried and tried to get her into cars, just couldn't quite do it. Yeah. So tell us a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were going to be a car gal. You know, growing up at the my my grandpa Kuzma, he had a he had a car lot, and so I used to hang out there with my you know with my family, and I would just sit there on the on the like little stoop bench that goes down into the garage and just watch my uncle Gary work on a work on cars. And I just remember just, you know, just being content with the smells of grease, oil, exhaust, you know, just all of it just resonated with me. And then, you know, fast forward several years later, got in a pretty significant car wreck. Was saying to myself, how did I get, you know, because at that point I was like 20 something and I was like, how did I get out of racing? I don't, you know, I watched it on TV, but it's not the same, you know? So, um, I just decided I was going to find <laughs> find out how to, you know, get in touch with somebody. So like the year, it was probably about a year prior, I um, was at the um, IndyCar race in Portland and my Uncle Eddie was fairly close to Mario Andretti and Mario happened to be in town signing, you know, whatever he was signing. And um, so I walked up to him and, and he was like, what, you know, hi, how are you doing? And I handed whatever I handed to him and I go, hi, I'm Eddie Kuzma's niece. 
and he just stopped everything and he just started talking with me. Well, his handler <laughs> lady didn't like that. And she was no. like, you need to keep moving on. And he's like, no, 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 no. And he kept talking to me. And oh, so then nice. he goes, here, here's my business card. You know, if she ever need anything, just, you know, give me a call. And I'm nice. like, okay, sure. So fast forward, you know, the year later when I got in that wreck, I, uh, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I want to be a pace car driver. That's what I want to be. So I took the card out and I called it and I, and he wasn't in the office, but his chief mechanic was. And, and so the chief mechanic was laughing on the other side of the phone. He goes, no, that's not how it works, Kim. I'm sorry. You just don't get into a car. <laughs> you know, but you know, I was, you know, again, I was 20 something going, oh, well, I'm just going to do this. do anything. I'm Kim. <laughs> so, um, after a few phone calls and getting connected with Wally Dallenbach, that's when I found Oregon Region SCCA. And uh, probably my passion for teaching people comes from, Doug, I don't know if you've ever heard these people, maybe, maybe not, but Howard Duck Allen and his wife, Mindy Allen, Cheryl Allen. Um, yes. I got connected. Yeah. yeah, I got connected with them. They just had a passion for bringing people into the sport. And this is what you need to bring. And this is how you prepare yourself. And so that's what I do with everybody that comes out. It's like, you just don't come out not knowing what to expect. You're still going to be a little green around the gills, of course, but I want to make sure that everybody's comfortable. They have a good experience, just like what Duck and Mindy did for me. And I still get out there and I get to hear all the air guns and I get to smell all the smells and, you know, and it's just, it's just, it's my Zen. Racetrack is my Zen. Yeah, it's a cool, I love going to races and getting there super early before anybody Mm -hmm. and, you know, the cars are still covered and you're walking around and people kind of have a cup of coffee and the day is just starting to rev up and yep. just feel that energy build and build and build and build and the cars start up to warm up and it just, it just builds with this crescendo, crescendo, which is so wonderful. I love that time of the day and the end of the day too. So yes. uh, yeah, everything's kind of winding down. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've gone down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you face because These are wonderful learning lessons. They might not feel so good when we're going through them, but they're wonderful to share with people who might be dealing with the same thing, who think there's there's not a light at the end of the tunnel, and instead it's a train coming. But uh, no, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It does get (laughs) better. So kind of walk us through one of your experiences, would you? Well, you know, racing is a male-dominated sport. So um, when I first started coming out, and, you know, a little bit here and there, but I'm, you know, it's not so bad now, but I was getting, you know, not treated seriously uh, or, you know, in my mind fairly because I was a girl and, you know, I'm like, hey, hi, I kind of know a little bit about this stuff. I know I look young, but I'm... (laughs) <laughs> yes, I've been around it my you know, whole life. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you don't you don't really know. And it's and it really hit hit me hard when I did the, um, oh, I can't remember what year it was. In the early 2000s, I went to uh, Road America for the runoffs and or maybe it was actually mid to late 2000s and I think about it. And uh, mm-hmm. so this guy, I was on a turn and this guy was like, oh, that's that's nice, sweetie. Um, we're just going to put you on the yellow flag. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Uh, that's <laughs> you know? nice, sweetie. There's yes. the words of death right there. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, Road America, love that track, but did not like yeah. that guy. So nope. <laughs> um, my dad, you know, he always said, you know, you got to get ahead. I have to keep, you know, don't stop fighting. You know, we got yeah. always keep trying. And so that's what I've always kept in my mind is I've got to keep on keeping on. And I can't let those people like, hey, you go over there, sweetie. You know, I can't let those people get me down. You know, right. I have to keep, right. I have to keep getting past that. So for young young women or older mm-hmm. women, any woman who wants to get into the industry, no matter mm-hmm. what it is, racing or, or anything, is there, what kind of advice would you give them to deal with this? Because I I understand the sense, because my wife dealt with this in her career when she was young. She was an engineer. Mm-hmm. And so male dominated. Her first job was in a 
in a business where the only other female was the receptionist in the front of the, the business. And she's back there with all these guys and they're acting like guys, some guys, jerks. I'm not going to lump myself into that group. But, <laughs> you know, she'd come home frustrated a lot with the way they were treating her and, and not respecting her. And, and in her case, she decided to dazzle them with her brilliance. She's an incredibly intelligent woman. And that's how she kind of beat that system and gained respect, I guess, is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. It was sad she had to do it, but that's how she did it. What would you advise women if they're dealing with that, those kinds of stereotypes and, and situations so that they can integrate into those systems and, and be successful without feeling like every day is a bit of a battle? Yeah. Well, I just looked at it as like, oh, and the, I basically inside was saying, oh, you poor thing. And then the other, <laughs> side, the other side, I just had to have the confidence that I knew what I was doing. I mean, yeah, you know, the, yeah. that guy that put me on the yellow flag, well, I, you know, I can blue flag like nobody's business. So it's like, or, you know, okay, buddy, you know, you, you have you today and I'll, mm-hmm. you know, it's just not worth my time. So and when it comes to people jerks like that, you just male or female, you just kind of have to go, you know, is it really worth the battle? If it is, mm-hmm. you know, I'll go this route. But if it isn't, which most of the time it isn't, yeah, you know, I know what I'm doing. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like young people getting into a career. I think, again, instead of having those battles, showing them that you're competent, building that competence, uh, asking for help, those kinds of things. But it, it's a shame that any of us have to deal with people who behave like that uh, on either side. But uh I think it's it's fantastic that you took that path, that course, that attitude, and obviously it got you where you are today, and now you're highly respected, and there oh, you go. You. So, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car, vehicle, truck, bike, whatever it might be, and maybe share a memory you have about that ride. Well, you know, I, there's been plenty of cars in my life, but I, you know, I really want to talk about milestone of sorts for me, <laughs> if that's okay. Yes. Um, you know, I've been working incredibly hard to get past a lot of things, you know, as far as, you know, people, it's all how, you know, you know, this craft, but it's mm-hmm. also on who you know, and showing up and being consistent in your product, which I don't want to call yes. what I do as a product, but you, you know, you really are, you have to be consistent that the drivers trust you and because and yes. it's very important for safety reasons. A couple of years ago, before I was on the Formula One start team, I was, you know, really trying hard. I'm like, God, I, I mean, I've talked, you know, to this this start over here, and and I uh, finally got to meet Gordy Ensing, and and was like, you know, how do I get to do what you do, Gordy? And he's like, <laughs> it, you'll get there, you'll get there. And so the same thing with JD Wilbur. I was like, how do you, how do I, you know, get to where you're at, JD? And he's he's like, you just got to keep at it, kid. And I'm like, okay, you know, well, finally. You know, I was told, you know, hey, there might be an opening and start. And so I hit up Gordy and I said, hey, what's going on? He goes, well, yeah, there is because I'm kind of got some other things going on. I'm like, really? And he goes, I'm going to suggest your name. But so if you get the call, you know, just be prepared. And I'm like, oh, okay. Anyway, long and short of it, I got the call. I was here at my office <laughs> at work and yeah. I literally you know, started jumping up and down, not screaming, wanted to, wanting to <laughs> scream, but not screaming. And so my coworker peeks around the corner and she's like, um... Does this have anything to do about racing? I'm like, yes. You and, then <laughs> and then she's like, ah, okay, yeah, okay. I kind of thought it was something important. I'm like, oh my god, you have no idea. <laughs> so that's my that's 
my answer for that question. <laughs> well, that's probably the most unique answer to that question. Most people talk about their, their first car, their first you know, I, car that somebody no, gave them. But No, the first car I had, I bought on my own. It was a Plymouth Arrow, and I had it. It was I was 16 years old. Back in the day where you turn 16, you have to have your, you know, I'm getting my driver's license the day that, you know, I turned right. 16. Day I did. of, yeah. <laughs> and I, got, I, I saved all my money, and I, you know, my family had a car lot, but they didn't give us cars. So we had, you know, I had to buy my own yeah. car. Sure. Well, a few months later, I'm going down the road, and it's a four-lane highway, and the guy did not see the stop sign, and I T-boned oh. him. Yeah. Oh, and, no. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I'm a little fiery, so uh, my car, of course, was crumpled all the way up to the to the windshield. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. And so the beautiful thing, or back then we didn't have seatbelts, which is not a beautiful thing, but in this case it was because uh, when I saw that I was going to impact him, I, I steered the wheel to try and, you know, do something, I guess. And yeah. I laid down across my entire front seat. So that's oh, my why gosh. I, yeah. So that's why I didn't go through the windshield, which is a good thing. And um, then when the car came to rest, looked around and I'm like, okay, I'm all right. And I could see that his car basically went to a ditch. And then I struggled my door open and then I get out and I see my rear view mirror on the ground and my Jim Morrison <laughs> pin was on that rear view mirror and the guy is getting out of his car and I go, you hurt Jim. And I chased him <laughs> around his car <laughs> before the cops got there. <laughs> you hurt so that's Jim. A little, <laughs> So that's a little insight to, you know, I'm a little spunky, a little... Uh, I'm, so yeah. I have I have to say, <laughs> was the last thing you heard playing on the radio, this is the end? <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> that poor Plymouth Arrow didn't stand a chance. <laughs> yeah, good old Doors song. Yeah, I like the Doors. That's right. Poor Jim. Well, how about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle other than the one you killed? A vehicle that you let, that you let go that you really wish you had back? Um... Well, as far as a vehicle, yeah, in 74 Celica. I had this beautiful 74. Oh, Celica. yeah. And, so cool cars. Yeah. And uh, had a, you know, it just was a gorgeous silvery blue car and I wish I still had that. <laughs> yeah. I like those. Yeah. Those are cool. I like the Celicas from the 70. Those are great cars. Bulletproof engines. They just kept going and going mm-hmm. and going. Yeah. I had a girlfriend back, way, way back that had one. I loved driving that. It was a, in fact, I think hers was even a five speed. It was a sport version. I think mm-hmm. they have five speeds in the if I remember right, but yeah. that's way that's way back. Well, let's <laughs> talk about what has you excited and fired up this new year. Uh obviously we're already into the month of March, so the year is flying by as they tend to do. But what has Kim excited about twenty nineteen and the racing world and everything you're doing? We're gonna have a newbie re, you know, training or recruitment session which is coming up on the tenth. And so I'm pretty excited about that. Our um retention has been pretty good. I mean we've you know, all across the country, SCCA, um, you name it, any amateur club, they're struggling to find people to come out and volunteer, you know, because it is a volunteer <laughs> gig. Um, we only get paid with drink tickets and lunch. <laughs> you know, that's that's basically it. And sometimes a Saturday night uh, barbecue feed. But we're really hoping that the retention that we've had over the past few years, which has been about 35 to 40% will continue, you know, cause we had 30 people in the class last year and it just, and, and it just was, it was great to see all of them, well, not all of them, but a majority of them still coming out throughout the entire year. And it, and they ran the ages of, you know, somebody who was 21 all the way to a gentleman that was in his, I, I believe he's in his early fifties. And it just it's great to see the cross section of people men women younger people um of course we want 
younger people because they have young legs (laughs) 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 and they can help out a lot in a lot of ways. You know, there's a lot of people who are, you know, newly retired, um, don't know what they want to do with their weekends or even during their week, we have stuff going on during the week too. It's, it's, that's what I'm excited for this year is it, it, the class looks like it's going to be really awesome. And um, we're going to have a few fire schools this year to kind of keep everybody kind of up to speed on, you know, how to respond to a fire. And we had somebody last year that brought their mother out, not that she was going to be doing the races, but because he wanted to make sure she knew how to respond to a house fire, you know, a kitchen fire. Yeah, smart. Yeah, absolutely. um, Yeah, so that's what I'm really excited about this year. Plus, we've got Friends of PIR is bringing out the Pirelli, I think they're the Trophy Cup you know, they're mm-hmm. Porsches. And yeah. then we're going to have the Grand Prix of IndyCars coming back. And then we also cool. have the Rose Cup races, which has um, GT4 and I think it's TC America now is what they're calling themselves. Very but anyway, cool. yeah, so those are our biggest events this year. And then, of course, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be at the track somewhere across the Pacific Northwest every single weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll be out there uh, all the time, all the time. Well, yes. well, if people wanted to learn more about what you're doing, or sign up even for your class if they're up in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do they get a hold of you? Where do they go to find out more about all that? We have both um, Oregon Region, SCCA, and Cascade Sports Car Club have Facebook pages. We always make sure to have something about the class on both of those pages. Friends of PIR, they have a newsletter that they send out by email. And so they also like to put that information in there. And if somebody is looking to learn more about Friends of PIR, they are free. It's just, it's a, it's a free membership. And then mm-hmm. you get all kinds of news uh, of what's going on at uh, Portland International Raceway. So definitely check them out as well. And, Absolutely. Um, and then you can get in touch with me through any of those outlets. You just say, hey, okay. I need to get in touch with Kim Kuzma. Even if you contact the track manager at PIR, they'll, they'll know how to get in touch with me. Absolutely. And again, a spelling of Kim's last name, K-U-Z-M-A, Kuzma, <laughs> because she's cool. <laughs> and that's the, that's the way you remember that one. And by the way, for listeners, I had E.C. Mueller, who's the manager of Portland International Raceway, as a guest on the show in the past, you can go back and find his show. Um, great track. I've raced there many times, done many lapping days with BMW Porsche Club there. It's a really, really fun place to uh, to go and do laps. Uh, great facility, great track. Uh, not too far away from where I live, which makes it kind of fun, too. So, Kim, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? 
I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah is now on MAV TV. I visit some of the past Cars Yeah guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MavTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah TV. MAV TV is also available on DirecTV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MavTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Kim, we are back, and I have a very introspective question for you. If Kim was a vehicle, a car, race car, whatever it might be, if you manifested into a car and you were parked in the garage or the pits or the track, wherever you might be, probably at the track, <laughs> probably. What, would Kim, what would Kim be and why? You know, this is a very hard question, and, you know, because I've driven a lot of cars as far as pace car in my mm-hmm. in my. Uh, you know, capacity at the track. And I would have to say a 1950s Corvette with a silvery blue, which, you know, ties back to my Celica, with the complimentary white side panels. I just love that car. And, you know, it's very classic, but it has beast mode potential. And that's what I I kind (laughs) of look at myself as. (laughs) Kim's a classic with beast mode potential. There's a little (laughs) shout out to the Seattle Seahawks. I like that. Our old... uh, the old guy who abandoned us for the Raiders, I think it was, yeah. wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, Sorry Mr. Skittles. <laughs> well, it happens. You know, people move around. They get bigger paychecks. That's what they do. <laughs> All right. We are entering the last laugh, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions here for you and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of that Corvette throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive or racing advice you've ever received? From starter J.D. Wilbur, um, he used to say, when ever you get the call, Kim, for a Pro Series team, get the call, always say yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think it's Sir Richard Branson who always says, whatever opportunity comes your way, say yes and figure out how to do it later. So, <laughs> and he's a pretty successful guy, so I think yes, he's figured he that one out. Yeah, in fact, I think it was last week or a couple weeks ago, they just finally launched their space vehicle. They're going to be selling seats for people to go up and fly around in outer space. So how crazy is that? Wow. That is pretty crazy. That's pretty cool. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Yeah, honestly, it's just, I'm a very, I like consistency and I'm a creature of that habit. So, you know, whether it's setting up my start stand or, you know, getting the pace car ready, I believe in consistency. So that way the drivers trust me, you know, that that I'm delivering a solid product to them. And um, I always want to keep safety in mind. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, and the other part of that is preparation. And I've had hundreds of race car drivers on the show and everybody, all of them pretty much has said that, most of the time, you you win a race in preparation, not mm-hmm. at the track. So, uh, yep, I totally you, agree. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, all of us who are out there on the track love safety. Everyone watching out for our safety. That's uh, so important. Now, about a resource. Is there a resource you'd like to share with the Cars Yow listeners? I would encourage everyone to keep the racing passion alive and get involved with their local clubs. SECA.com, that's the place to start. Like I mentioned, the local clubs I'm involved with, we have Facebook pages, the Oregon Region SECA and Cascade Sports Car Club, Friends of PIR. All of us that come out to the track that, you know, what we do is the best seat in the house. And I really encourage everybody to come out. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if I could wave my magic wand and arrange for you to sit down and have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? 
you know, that's a really, that's another hard one. <laughs> um, honestly, I would love to go back in time to have a drink with either Jimmy Bryan or Troy Rutman. Troy won in my uncle's car in 1952. And Jimmy Bryan, actually, he drove mm-hmm. my uncle's chassis and cars for a number oh. of years. And when I was back at the Indianapolis uh, Museum recently for the runoffs, I found out just as many how many cars he did drive, and it was quite a bit. So if I could actually, you know, sit down with them and bend their ear and talk to them about, okay, tell me what my Uncle Eddie was really like, you know, all the, all the yeah. good, bad, and ugly, I would love to do that. <laughs> That'd be magic for sure. Mm-hmm. Now about a book, is there a book you've read you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, I read quite a bit at the gym, and I'm currently reading Stand On It, a novel by Stroker Ace, which is hilarious. If you haven't yeah. read it, please do. Um, and then an all-time fun racing book by B.S. Levy, um, Last Open Road. That's just a really good read as well. And then I, I do read a lot of other books as well, but those are probably my fun racing books. And if somebody wants something to just put them in a more positive Daniel Ricardo mode, you know, you could probably pick up The um, Art of Happiness by the Dalai Lama and Howard Cutler. That's a really good book to kind of just bring you back to center. Absolutely. And B.S. Levy, he's been a guest on the show here, oh, Last I'm Open sure. Road. Yeah, he's uh, wrote a whole series of five or six books, and I think I think he's writing the last one right now, oh, uh, wow. working on that. Yeah, and those books are massive. I mean, they're yeah. huge, huge books. I've told yeah. him that he should go back and do his, his create audio books out of all those, which would be pretty cool as well. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and he's I talk- a character. Yeah, I talked to him and I've talked to um, a friend of mine, Jeff Schirschmidt, about, you know, you guys write books. How do you do this? I really someday think I want to write a book about my uncle. How do I do yeah. that? You know, so yeah. um, that's something that, you know, I've you know been toying with. I don't know what's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> well, you know what they're going to tell you? How you write a book is you just start typing. <laughs> that's how you start. <laughs> that's probably right. And every day you type more and more yeah. and more. Yeah, exactly. But you... You know, you you mentioned Jeff. He's been a guest on the show here too, and you're you're around a lot of great writers there. And uh, uh, yeah, I have no doubt you could pull something like this off. And there's plenty of people out there willing to help you. It's no easy feat, though. Uh, writing a book is a challenge, that's for sure. But uh, I think you should do it. It'd be great to oh. honor a family member like that too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When you get that book done, you can come back on the show here, and we'll talk about that. How's that? Okay, right on. You got a deal. There you go. Well, listeners, you can find links to everything Kim has shared today on our Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Kim Kuzma, K-U-Z-M-A is the way you spell her last name. And there's a great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where these three books and uh, in the future, Kim's book will be listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. So check it out. There's a wonderful library of resources there on the Cars Yeah website. All right, Kim, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question could be a bit of a doozy. today. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty flush. So I'm going to buy you any cool car on the planet. Doesn't matter who owns it, where it is. I'm going to park it in your garage. Could be a race car, bike, motorcycle, truck. I don't really care. Whatever you'd like, but there's a couple rules to this game. One is it's the only cool collector car, vehicle, bike, truck you can have. You have to drive it. No garage queens. I don't want anything sitting around getting dusty in your garage. I don't think that's going to be a problem. And the last little trick here that you cannot pull off, and that is get an expensive car and sell it to buy a bunch of other stuff with. <laughs> so you got to keep it. You got to live with it. So you need to choose wisely. So what can I buy you? Um, if I could have any car in my garage, I would pick a 1965 Shelby Cobra. Um, oh. That is a very sexy beast. It has to, you know, I know there's a lot of really good kits out there, but it'd be really nice to have, the, you know, an original. That or a 65 Plymouth Barracuda Fastback. <laughs> Oh, you had to throw two in there, didn't you, Kim? Okay. Uh, 
Well, aren't well, you I the t- giving type? You're the giving type. I, right? I, I'm very much the giving type, but here, but I have you know given away 1,242 <laughs> cars, and uh, nobody gets to pick two, so you got to pick between. <sighs> I think I know where you're going to go here. At least I hope. But uh, Cuda Cobra, what's it going to be? It's going to be the Cobra. <laughs> cobra, of course, absolutely. No offense to our Cobra, our Cuda loving friends, and Mopar. No, no, fans. no, not at all. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, just so I get you the right car, Kim, what color would you like? I have to go back to that silvery blue. <laughs> silvery blue, yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, I've got a few connections here at Cars. Yeah, I'll do what I can, and it'll be a nice drive to, through the uh, beautiful hills down from Gig Harbor to uh, Vancouver, Washington, to park that in your garage. So uh, we'll have some fun. Maybe we can, we can go out on the track and EC will let us take some laps in that car when I deliver it as well. That sounds like Oh, that like would a be plan. fantastic. I think so. <laughs> Kim, you've taken me on an awesome lap around the track here today. A couple laps around the track. I really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that 65 Shelby Cobra? I really want to call all women, all people, but all women too, young and mature. You can be a part of racing and I don't give up. Never give up. Absolutely. You know, every racer that's been on the show, that's been their final parting words. And that's the way it is in life. Never, ever, ever give up. Thank you, Sir Winston Churchill. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and what you're doing and connect with you? Um, I'm on Facebook. Just look for Kimberly Kuzma. I'm also very active on Oregon Region SCCA and Cascade Sports Car Club. And you can find those Facebook pages. And yeah, that's how you find me. Absolutely. Well, again, listeners, I'll put all these links on Kim's show notes page on the Carja website. Check it out. If you want to get involved in racing, this is a really great way to start. I guarantee you, you will have fun. You'll be out there amongst the racers. You'll meet so many interesting people, and you never know where you might end up. You might end up being in one of those cars driving around the track at the end of the day, too. So give it a shot. Kim, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your many experiences with my listeners. Thanks for being one of the 21 women here this month on Cars Yeah, celebrating Women's History Month. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Hey, thank you so much, and I look forward to speaking with more people. Absolutely. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified. And he's a car guy, too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPIC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!